I mean, it is funny. Like, <laughs> dude, that guy's reaction is killing me. He's uh-huh. just like, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's a good ad when the original source has been pulled down and the only version of it you can find is a dude live commentating yeah. over it on YouTube. <laughs> Shout His out to Lazy Gamer. Not like, it's like a solid raised eyebrow for an entire minute and a half. <laughs> Uh, like his eyebrow is at his hairline for that entire entire minute and a half well what's up guys it's trent here uh we've got zach we've got cole the full gang's all here uh as you may have just heard we were talking about a craft mac and cheese ad it's kind of spicy kind of kind of a little bit a little bit out there, a little bit uh, in the face, if you will. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, Ocean Spray, TikTok, good old 420 Dog Face 208, um, the legend that 2020 needed. And we're also going to talk about uh, Bud Light's Ode to the Cardboard Cutout. Um, it's going to be a good show. We're going to dive in, quick bite-sized takes for you on this lovely Tuesday morning. Um but I think we want to first just talk about what's been going on with the Richards group. I mean, you know, obviously, how do you not talk about it? Um, for those of you who don't know, um, it's been about a week now um, since comments from the the founder of the agency, Stan Richard, leaked out. Um, and so for those of you who don't know the agency, it's the largest independent agency in the country, uh, the U.S., and... Um, it's never been like a, it's been a shop that's had a reputation for building brands really well and having really good work. It's not necessarily like it's been, and it's no offense to them. It's, it hasn't necessarily been like a widen, anything like that in the kind of creative level, but it's always been a really respected group. Um, unfortunately, the founder made comments in a meeting. There was a multicultural campaign they were doing for Motel 6, who had been a client of theirs for, I think, at least 25 years. Um and he said that the the work they were doing was, quote, too black and wouldn't appeal to the white supremacist audience base of Motel 6's customers. Um, and so what ended up happening from what we know is that um, he made those comments. It upset the group. Um, and they ended up sharing it with the client, I think, because they were pissed off. And I don't know at what stage, but there were several apologies first made to the team and then made to the agent as a whole and from reports, it came across as very tone deaf and just completely missed the mark. Um, so what's now happened is Motel 6 has fired them. Home Depot has fired them. And Home Depot was a client for, I believe, at least 30 years. Uh, Orkin, Keurig, Dr. Pepper, Advanced Auto Parts, HEB. Um, and then Crack and Barrel dropped them from their review. Uh, and there's probably more clients firing them that we don't know about. And this has all happened in a week. Um, you know, The agency's been around for, I think, at least 44 years. And in seven days, it's lost major business in a pandemic, in a time that's very economically hard for people. Um, so it's sad. Um, I think you could go and you could do a deep dive on this and you could talk about how, oh, well, fuck him. You know, like people have seen this coming. There's issues. I think what we want to focus on is not on the fact that there have been comments throughout last few years that there's been issues with him and he may have overstayed his welcome um but i think we want to just instead focus on the fact that this is incredibly sad for all the people who are working there um i think the goal of a founder should be to 
protect his employees to put them in this position to succeed to know that you have created something and now you need to let other people run it and trust them and know that it's not just you keeping this agency alive even though your name may be on the door um and it sounds like maybe he lost a bit of sight of that and it's a shame because now you know in a time like this it's hard to not imagine that there would be layoffs there's already reports of a lot of resumes coming out of the shop um and so you hope that the people who work there the ones that actually believe in the work that put the the lights on every night um you you hope that they're doing okay and they're able to keep their job or they're able to land on their feet um because it's a shame that something so stupid and something so ignorant from someone has affected instead of just him and has unfortunately affected all 595 other employees <laughs> in the shop so yeah. to people working there we wish we wish them luck and you know if you know for those listening that are in recruiting, let's help them out. It's <laughs> trying to find a way to, to, to get them to some new places, man. Uh, Cause it's a shame. I don't know if you guys have any else you want to say about it. We don't need to get into it, mm-hmm. but I think it's important I, to just call it out. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'll, I'll add one thing to that too. Um, or two things. Um, first of all, to the agencies or sorry, to the brands that have now fired the Richards group, that's a great first step. I think it's nice to point out that that's a great first step, but that in no way addresses the problem or solves the problem. What's really important, especially if we want change in our industry, is for those or any brand to now, when they're looking for a new agency, make sure they're doing their due diligence to find a place that isn't going to fall into those same ways that the Richards Group did. Uh, Make sure that Black talent are hired throughout the entire uh, the entire shop at all levels uh, and make sure that that agency that you're going to next is really committed to making a difference throughout both their, both their business and their industry. I think that's really important to know because just firing an agency for being racist isn't, isn't good enough. That's not going to necessarily get us anywhere. We need to make sure that we're actively working hard to get better. So that's the first comment. And the second comment I have um Again, Trent, like you said, my heart goes out to all of the employees that are now struggling or nervous or may have been let go because of something that wasn't their fault. Um, and I just feel for them. And yeah, that's that's kind yeah. of I just wanted to reiterate that and, and say something about it as well. Yeah, I think it just shows too, like, you know, in the agency structure, there's a lot too that's still kind of old fashioned about the model in a way. And, and you know, how it, it kind of did end up that, you know, the words of the words or the environment created by one man kind of sealed the fate of possibly, you know, dozens or hundreds of employees. And so yeah. I think it's just important that, you know, all founders and agencies take that into account, um, especially with certain client relationships and, you know, when you're considering either who you're marketing to or who you want to be marketing to, you know, I feel like being inclusive is always the good first step <laughs> as opposed to trying to go the other way in, in almost all regards, especially in these times. And yeah, I think uh, that's, I think we've said all there needs to be said there, but uh, clearly a sad time. And, you know, hopefully those people are able to find other positions and, yeah, yeah what's what's sad is like this is definitely like to your point cole i think it's a, it, you know i think other people will do the deep dives on legacy and on culture okay. and how this happened and what was the environment that allowed it to happen 
but I think it's just a shame anytime you've got a situation where there's one person at the top that has a disproportionate amount of power and influence in a business, it's hard to not have that turn into a controlling situation. And it's a shame that, you know, like you said, you can have one person take down something, but in some way, I guess that is fitting for Richard's group from, from what I've heard and what I've read that it was very much his shop. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. And I guess that is the, the, the trickiness of, of running an agency is you need to know how to distribute that power. Um, and Hey, I'm not going to say it hasn't worked for them in the past, but, uh, Oh yeah. Unfortunately, and I mean, his name's like... on the door. His name's on the door. It's his, it's his agency. But uh, yeah. again, it's like, yeah, it's clear who's at fault though as well too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's, um, I, I don't think it's our place to dig into this anymore, but I think obviously we decry what he said <laughs> as being pretty fucked up. And, uh, we, uh, and our hearts go out, as Zach said, to the people that actually work there and have been trying to keep the light on. Um, because it's a shitty thing to have to deal with. Um, we have uh, a couple things we want to talk about, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, we're going to end with Bud Light. And I kind of want to dive into and kind of pass this off to you guys. But the <laughs> kind of the compare and contrast of some viral stuff that's gone on uh, with both Kraft Mac and Cheese and Ocean Spray. Uh, the first thing, which I'm sure everyone's heard about with Ocean Spray, is... Uh, Good old uh, user 420 dogface um, on TikTok posted that video a few weeks back now of him boarding through town, just listening to Fleetwood Mac and drinking ocean spray. Freaking the chill vibes that I needed right now. I think the world needed right now. That went viral (laughs) and ocean spray hopped onto it. So Zach, you can share a little bit more about that. And then we're going to talk about mischief, which we talked about in the last episode and their deep fake ads for voting. Um, now another campaign has gotten shut down, although I guess not to imply the first one did, but this one, this new one did, uh, about sending nudes, um, AKA noodles, AKA Kraft Mac and cheese. Um, so Zach, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about the, uh, the ocean spray stuff and what they did for this, uh, this guy who <laughs> put them back into the public? Yeah. Sphere? <laughs> I guess I will yeah, say it is so- funny before you do this, we, um, NSAC, the National Student Advertising Group, um, they have a competition every year for colleges to, to try and do a pitch for a brand. And then they have regional competitions and it goes to a national. A couple of years ago when we were in college, Ocean Spray was that client. <laughs> and I was oh, like, how the mm-hmm. fuck do you put them back in like <laughs> the yeah. cultural space it's... and like have people <laughs> talking about them and thinking about them? And sometimes it just requires a strike of lightning and like there's no way they could have done this themselves. And it's kind of funny to see like they did a good job of tacking onto it. So if you want to talk about it was, that. It was, it was better than our uh, strategy of uh, casting Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. I, I ended up being Rob Lowe in, the, uh, <laughs> in our Ocean Spray ad. So that's how that went. <laughs> it's cranberry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, oh, go man. for it, Zach. Um, yeah, so... Trent, what you said is is, is really great um, in terms of the fact that, well, actually, let me back up and explain what happened, and then I'll get into that. So, like you said, 420dogface208 posts this video on TikTok of him cruising, like, literally on the highway, it looks like, or on a street skateboarding um, to Fleetwood Mac's dreams, just drinking ocean spray cran raspberry juice. And it's just, like, such a vibe. <laughs> like, like it is such a vibe and everyone in the country they seemingly everyone in the country thought so as well it sparked an unbelievable amount of 
uh, copycat videos, people skateboarding and drinking their own uh, Cran Raspberry juice, etc. Even Mick Fleetwood posted one, made a yeah. TikTok and posted one of him jamming to his own song, drinking Cran Raspberry juice and Ocean Spray smartly capitalized on this by sending uh, the user, uh, 420dogface208, a Cran Raspberry Red truck full of cran raspberry juice which was just an awesome way to jump onto this trend it was such an authentic trend that obviously was taking over the nation and they recognized that they could capitalize on it and get involved in a way that wasn't intrusive you know they didn't necessarily try and recreate anything they didn't try and get this guy in one of their ads all they did was send him this truck full of cran raspberry juice and let him do his thing with it and that's the best way to capitalize on a trend in my opinion and and the and thing they did what, too oh go ahead well i was going to say to your point you guys kind of touched on this is they were really smart in recognizing that this piece of content was something that they never would have been able to approve or produce in-house and that's what made it so awesome like the dude's skateboarding on the highway he doesn't have a helmet on like so like this would never get through a legal yeah. time, you know what i mean no advertising so agency or brand would ever make something like this and that is half the reason why it was so authentic and so good and that's half the, like that's that's the genius in jumping onto this trend instead of trying to recreate something because you're not gonna you're not gonna create that feeling you just can't because it would never get through all of the rounds of, of legal and anything that you would need to watch out for if you were trying to create this on your own so so jumping on the trend and getting involved with the user in a way that's authentic was really smart of them. Yeah. And like embracing it, like to your point, like the dude's probably breaking some kind of a law by skateboarding on a public road. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not yeah, like you know, yeah. so they could be like, well, do we want to risk like encouraging this, you know, by like, I guarantee that had to have been a conversation. Like, do we encourage this? And then what if someone gets injured trying to do the trend? You know what I mean? Like, um, Instead, they just had the CEO of Ocean Spray do his own version of it in Ocean Spray merch. And it's like, it's just such oh, like Oh, I didn't a, even see that. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I, yeah, there, I haven't seen that either. <laughs> I, um, I saw that actually on TikTok. And I was like, wait, is that the, the dude? And I looked at the comments and I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> Amazing. It's kind of funny. Um, but it's, it's uh-huh. to your point, it's a good way to tap in. And, then, you know, what's cool is like, not only is like, the user on TikTok, he's from Idaho Falls and, uh, you know, lives in an RV with no running water. So not only are they helping him out, you know, which is pretty freaking sweet. Um, but, you know, it's just like they also like from a marketing standpoint, did a good job of tapping into it. And I think like that's cool. Like to your point, it, having the courage to like be OK with your brand being in this in this trend, because some brands wouldn't tap into it and it would just be a missed opportunity. And now if you think about it, like ocean spray, which isn't really thought of other than like a grandma's drink is now this super mega chill vibes that <laughs> super the, mega chill vibes. Mega, yeah. Mega chill. That, like head start and branding they've got now. Like if they didn't have a direction before, now they have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's kickstarted something for them that they can continue to shape their identity around. And, um, has kind of given them new life and I hope they take it and run with it and do a good job with it because it, you know, it's, it's a co-op, you know, and it's, it's, it's one of those very real brands that it may be in all the stores, but it's very real people behind it. So uh, you hope that they can have success. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, uh, 
you know, what Tillamook cheese has kind of been able to do because they yeah. are also kind of a co-op in a similar yeah. sort of way. And obviously, uh, 72 and Sunny, you know, among, uh, yeah, has, uh, you know, taken that, taken that to new heights as well. So I, I, one thing that I kind of think about, yeah, one thing I think about with this, um, because obviously, so we had Ocean Spray that gave, uh, gave him the truck and whatnot, and so kind of really helped turn things around for him. But then right after that, too, we also had TikTok then come mm-hmm. out and turn this into an ad that I'm sure we've all seen at least four or five times at this point, um, with obviously Dogface, Mick Fleetwood, among others, all singing the song. Um, which I mean, I think it's, it's a pretty good, yeah, exactly. I think honestly, TikTok's been able to capitalize. I I think their most recent ads have been pretty crazy and, you know, they turned that around probably within a week, 10 days, two weeks of, you know, dog face going viral. So do you guys think that ocean spray benefits more from this? Or do you think that TikTok benefits more from this? I I think it well this is a non-answer for you but I think that it's I think it's interwoven you know what I mean Uh I think a little bit yeah I think one couldn't exist because I think ocean spray obviously wouldn't have gotten this without something like tiktok but I think also this cements in American culture the legitimacy of tiktok Mm -hmm. I think so too because this is like made the rounds you know on the local news networks, you know, all that sort of stuff that is really putting it in, not just, you know, people that are online, on social media, young people. It's like people are aware of it generally, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just my yeah, impression I mean, too. But. Cole, that's a really good question. I I almost want to say, for the sake of not saying nothing because I don't know which one I would choose, I almost want to say it's benefited TikTok more than Ocean Spray. And I that's not to say that it hasn't benefited both of them immensely. Um, but to your point, I think TikTok was in much more of a a dire situation. And that's the only reason I'm, I'm saying this is they've gotten, they have so much more, they've got so much more of a complicated relationship in the country right now with obviously with the administration and, and trying to basically save themselves. Uh, and this could not have happened at a better time to happen to such an honest brand. You know, it was, first of all, it's such just a genuine, honest piece of content. And they recognize that happening with such a safe, honest brand in the in Ocean Spray, you know, and utilizing that just to show the influence that they have, the the aspect of togetherness that the app uh, brings to its consumer base, and just the level of influence it has throughout the country was really special and, and something that they they that they needed. And to that point, one other thing I wanted to say before we move on is like. It is amazing to me how much influence that TikTok has over buying power. And I say this right. yes. because my my girlfriend, um, there are a few products that she, like a few like makeup products and stuff that she has used uh, that then made their way onto TikTok. Uh, you know, people posting videos about them, giving them praise and it has been months since she has been able to find some of these products. They are sold out everywhere, literally everywhere for months. Like how insane is that? Like we check every time we go into target for this face wash that she used to use. She actually, she didn't find it on TikTok. She was using it beforehand, but she used to use it all the time. And and she hasn't been able to find it in months in stores because it's always gone. And it's because it like went viral on TikTok. And that is just amazing to me. Like, 
It's wild. It is absurd. The influence that they have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, you think, I don't know where they're at in the process, but that's why Walmart was looking at trying to get in with Oracle or Microsoft to own TikTok in a partial I mean, fashion. Yeah, I think I think they still are, too. And I mean, yeah. it's just, like, driving culture in, in such a big way. And I think the crazy thing you see, too, is, again, they turn this thing around in, like, 10 days, practically. I'm sure that it won't be the last time we see something like that. If TikTok, you know, remains in the country. It is fascinating <laughs> from, a, from a, a, like a business affairs partnerships and legal standpoint of like, man, getting all the waivers signed <laughs> from all those people. That's the main thing that's like fascinating to me is like that quick turnaround, not for like the creative because like it's, it's found footage, but like uh-huh. <laughs> getting everyone to sign their, their, uh, image release their likeness release that quickly i'm like holy hell (laughs) got a a legal team firing on all cylinders over there (laughs) they just sent them each a thousand dollars yeah probably (laughs) or a thousand yeah with a make your own juice tiktok link (laughs) 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 so i think um if you want to know more about it um there's a great uh interview done by all gas no breaks um with 420 dogfish oh my goodness um, which is just fantastic. It, it opens up with uh, uh, the interviewer trying to chase him down on the skateboard and just continues to to get better from there. Um, but I want to shift gears a little bit to talk about Kraft Mac and Cheese. Um, we talked last week, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, about Mischief, um, which is you know the new Greg Hahn agency after he left. Um, was it BBDO, Zach? Was that what it was? Yes. Pretty sure. Pretty sure it's BBDO. That's a pretty sure yes. <laughs> We're gonna, you know, we could be wrong. Don't don't hold us to it. Don't cancel us. Just uh, just send us an angry DM and we'll we'll apologize. But uh, <laughs> I think um, we talked last last episode about how we thought the uh, voter drive efforts with the deep fakes of Kim Jong Un, Putin were a mess, and uh, now the public thinks another piece of advertising from them was a miss. But the agency feels differently. So what we have is um, Kraft Mac and Cheese. Uh, it looks like it was targeted at the younger, maybe t- 18 to 35 audience. Had a, a promotion where it was going to send boxes or coupons of Kraft Mac and Cheese to the first 7,000 people on Twitter who responded using hashtags, hashtag send nudes, that's N-O-O-D-S, and hashtag giveaway, or people who signed up at the site www.enjoynudes.com which if you're curious it's no longer up and running um so they put out an ad that is no longer available and we were laughing earlier because the only way we were able to find it for zach is (laughs) to find a youtube version that's a guy (laughs) commentating over it in his gaming chair with a green screen (laughs) um but vanessa bayer who's a, a saturday night live alum essentially sends a minute saying, don't send nudes. As she holds up her phone, send nudes. And it's her holding the mac and cheese. And it's like, I want to be perfectly clear. So they're having fun with the fact that it's very confusing. Um, But I think the parent audience has seen this and has gotten very pissed off. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to tell who the audience was. We'll talk about that. But it looks like it was the younger audience. But then the problem is when you're trying to do an audience that's not traditionally your audience, other people see it. Um, They had it running on social. They had it running on dating apps. And they had it on out of home as well as the video. And I think out of home was the mistake here because all the other stuff allows you to be super targeted and not have parents be the ones that are predominantly seeing it. But when you have parents driving down a highway with kids and the kid is like, what's a nude? 
that's probably a hard conversation. <laughs> uh, so Zach, I want to toss it over to you. I know, I know you like the ad. I like the ad too, but it is interesting how it hasn't quite hit. So let's, let's dive into that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you really got into it at the end there is we're dealing with something where to me, this is a pretty funny ad. It's a pretty funny campaign. Um, and also it's, if, if I were the main audience, which I feel like by design I am, they were trying to get this to work for someone like me, for someone my age. Um, I think this works really well. And boy, did However, it. <laughs> not <a> joke. <laughs> no, no, but it's a funny joke and I'm over 18 and that's like a, it's, I can laugh at that and, and understand it. But when the majority of your uh-huh. customer base is not me, you know, when the majority of your customer base is kids and parents buying these noodles for kids and the brand that you uh, like sort of the brand image that you've created for so long is about smiles, you know, it's, it's kind of a miss. Even if it was directed at me, I'm not necessarily the target audience or the biggest audience. And like you had mentioned, when you're trying to reach a new audience, it makes sense in theory to do something that's a little different. But the problem is when your target or when your main audience uh catches wind of it and they don't like it this is what happens you get a major amount of backlash and i think they were just not cognizant of that or not ready for that sort of backlash Uh they went a little bit too hard almost i mean they are pretty aptly named i'd say at this point as an agency at this point they definitely achieved it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i mean so this was a this was a statement that they posted on linkedin i'll just read quickly um Wow, well, that escalated fast. In just a few months, we've apologized to kids for hijacking Capri Sun and replacing it with water, made voters I'd like to fuck out of America to get daters to vote, created Kim Jong-un and Putin deepfakes to help save U.S. democracy, and sent news to thousands of people in need of comfort food in these uncomfortable times. So did they work hard? Yes. Uh, Capri Sun is solving a real-world problem facing millions of kids. OkCupid saw 600 million impressions and thousands of accounts reactivated. Um, and an uptick in those who registered to vote. Anti-corruption, not-for-profit representatives experienced a record high web traffic day and 150% hike in email signups. And Send Nude saw our Kraft Mac and Cheese kits sell out in 28 minutes, more than half a billion impressions, and an overwhelmingly positive reaction with its target from launch to campaign end. At one point, it reached top five trending on Twitter. Um, so yes, there has been some numbers to back it up, but I'm, I'm curious for, for both of your thoughts. I know we talked about this a little bit before we got on air. Mm-hmm. Do these metrics necessarily mean that they're good ads? Uh, well, no. <laughs> Sorry, Cole. I'm going to go again just because I had I had spoken of it to this right before we started. No, but, it's like go for it. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. In oh, we'll send you some mac and cheese as comfort food. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the first couple chapters of Hey Whipple, squeeze this, which is a pretty reputable advertising. Your pardon? It talks about I'm the sure. fact. That... <laughs> Who? It talks about the fact that um, you can't judge whether advertising is good just based on if it works, if there's numbers to back it up. Granted, in the sense of the book, I believe it's talking about if you were to put out a boring ad, it might meet the metrics, you know, and and you can back up a pretty terrible piece of work with numbers. That doesn't mean it's a good piece of work. And I think that's something that is sort of happening here. And, And they brag about all of these campaigns. And I haven't seen the Capri Sun one and the the voters I'd like to fuck sounds pretty funny to me. And those sound like they might have been wor- working better. I'm focusing more on what we covered two weeks ago and what we're covering today. 
just because you create an ad that garners a lot of attention doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good ad because that attention can be incorrect. You you know, you know, it's almost like any publicity is good publicity. Like we have a responsibility as advertisers to guide the conversation uh, to, you know, contribute to culture in a positive way. And sort of like what we touched on a couple weeks ago, scaring people, utilizing fear to encourage people to vote doesn't necessarily sound like a positive way to get more people. a good way to long-term it like, like the correct that. way yeah to yeah. the correct way to get people to vote this is sort of the same thing yes obviously it's attention grabbing but encouraging kids even if the target market was people over 18 knowing that your main market is children and parents with children putting out a campaign talking about sending nudes doesn't necessarily sound like it fits with that audience at all and they need to be cognizant of that because just because the numbers are working doesn't necessarily mean they're contributing positively to the brand. Yeah. It's a tricky thing of like, yes, half a billion impressions. How many of those are parents that don't want to sell, like buy it anymore? Cause that's, that's what I would say is I think it's funny. I have no problem with them trying to target a younger audience because if you think about it, part of their problem is that really only parents buy it, I would imagine. And so how do you get more people buying it? Because at a certain point, uh-huh. you want the younger people who will become parents to be buying it again. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. It's just tricky because I think about how high tensions everything is in the world right now. And I could just very well imagine a lot of moms out there being like, no, not for me, not for my child, you know, and just and just eschewing craft now for the next year or two while they still have it fresh in their mind. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Curious it, for what you think. Cole. Well, it just makes me think, too. Um you know, it's like so much I think would come down to the targeting then because, I mean, you think about like alcohol brands and things like that, you know, spirits or beer, um, you know, you have to advertise that uh, in places where, you know, okay, yeah, you're advertising during like football games and things like that, but you can't actually show someone drinking, you know, and things like that. You know, if you target things correctly, you can make it work. And it sounds like what they tried to do is they targeted dating apps um, and social media. You know, on social media, you could, you know, it's not perfect, obviously, but you could try to get, you know, over 18, over 21 uh, groups. And, you know, maybe this works in some ways. But again, um, I don't know about you guys. I have never seen craft uh, take this, this tack before. Um, I feel like it's a good idea, you know, probably playing off of, again, people about our age, nostalgia. Um, you know, I love a good bowl of Kraft mac and cheese every now and again. I'll admit it. Even the the phosphorescent. How you're going a different direction there? No, no. <laughs> the, I love to send nudes, but but uh, <laughs> yeah, that phosphorescent orange really gets me going. But uh, the but the thing is too, it's uh, I, I think that there are ways to do this. Um, one thing that came to my mind is I don't know if you guys had seen, but Pedialyte had put out an ad a year or two ago. Um, basically kind of remarketing it towards, again, people about our age uh, for hangovers, you know, as kind of the hangover cure. And it's like, okay, there's a, there's an example of a brand that is clearly used by an audience that's different from its primary audience or primary use um, and kind of has this other like thing that they were able to capitalize on and make it funny and not like offensive or something like that. So I mean, I think there's a million ways that they could have gone about this. Um, 
again, it's it's hard to tell with a conversation like that how many how many were moms that were upset and how many were you know people around our age that saw it on you know scrolling through their feed and got a kick out of it. It's that, that's yeah. Because to, to your yeah. point, there's like a clear functional benefit there. There's a product's truth, yep. yeah, and exactly. a consumer truth that ties it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just doing something that's clearly meant to go viral. And yeah. I, I guess the reason we paired this with Ocean Spray is when you have things can happen organically and become viral, and things can be manufactured viral. And I feel like it's it's easier to miss when it's manufactured. I love this. I think it's funny, but like for me, like. I question the the media placements like out of home feels like a miss to me. Yeah, exactly. I would only stick with the targeted stuff, you know. Um, yeah, and you can't control you it going viral and other people seeing it. But um, I don't know. It just feels like craft uh, has been having a resurgence because of the pandemic and because of the economy and people wanting cheaper comfort food that you can make at home. I think we'll be able to really tell the success of this, you know, over the next few quarters of are the numbers going down as a result or are they continuing to go up? And if they are the same or they're continuing to go up, well, then good for them. They took a creative risk in it and it you know paid off regardless of the complaints. If it dropped down, well, then I, I guess we'll be able to have a better idea of the miss. Uh-huh. Definitely true because I well, mean, yeah, Trent, you struggling beforehand. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, they had like a ton of write downs and value and here they are coming back. What are you going to say? Zach? I was... I was just going to say you nailed it on the head. I'm I'm so glad Cole that you brought up the Pedialyte thing because Trent your your comment on it was perfect. I just wanted to reiterate for the sake of <laughs> Stop recognizing. It. Oh, wow. oh, well, I, well, it was perfect cuz I was going <laughs> to everyone's in the blue moon, right? I was going to say yeah, yeah. No, no. It was perfect cuz I was going to say the same thing. So that's exactly why. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, like, but it, that's exactly what reminded me of. Your mouth, so. Um um you serious like the the difference there is that in Pedialyte's case, they recognized that their product was being used by a different audience for a different purpose, being, you know, people in college who wake up extremely hungover and need rehydration. Exactly. And they capitalized on that truth. And they that's why it worked so well, is because it wasn't them creating this narrative. It was them recognizing the truth behind that campaign and capitalizing on that. Whereas this is more so craft. I'm sure there is evidence behind it that shows like, I mean, for me, I still eat a shit ton of mac and cheese. Like I'm sure there's plenty of evidence that shows that people our age are buying mac and cheese, but taking that risk is a little bit tougher when you're manufacturing the idea behind it. Whereas in the other sense, it was, it was an idea that was created by, you know, it's risky to talk about hangovers and partying for teens or people who are either just of age or, or maybe even a little bit under, you know what I mean? Like it was marketed Mm -hmm. that Uh way, but there's so much truth behind it that made it work so well. Whereas this is, is much more risky in that sense. Well, And like, like, like that that was like what 2018 that that was a yeah it's like a two-year-old yeah. uh trend also it's yeah so it, it just uh, there's a lot of it that feels a little forced you know yeah kind of and it, it was feels so kind of manufactured kind of like yeah. craft mac and cheese yeah <laughs> well, and like and like you both said like it was still an amazing what do you expect <laughs> you get what yeah, you it, was still, <laughs> it was still a really funny ad and uh, like I still love the ad itself. Like it made me laugh. I was laughing the whole time, and and the way they presented it wasn't 
wasn't to me wasn't that absurd. And when I first saw the headline, it wasn't that absurd. But recognizing, you know, parents seeing it and thinking about their children and the concept of sending nudes when they're, I don't know, 15 or whatever, how, whatever age their kids are younger, even in their like around 10. You know what I mean? Like, that's just that's just yeah. when it gets ugh, it, it just misses a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to laugh, go look up the pixelated mac and cheese bowl. It's uh, yeah. it's it, it's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Was that uh, actually on the billboard? The pixelated bowl, probably. Oh man! Or at That's the very cool. least, it's it's definitely an image that they've distributed for PR. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> make sure to smile. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh okay so let's pivot for the last part of the episode here um you know we talk about high craft ads we talk about you know ads that maybe don't have as much polish but are really funny this is kind of one in between but it's just nice to have a good freaking funny sports beer ad again uh Bud Light has had fun with the fact that uh sports stadiums are filled with cardboard cutouts right now uh, whether it's people paying to be in there, whether it's um, people from hospitals that are represented, or even I know the Broncos had the entire cast of South Park in at one point because that shows based in Colorado. Uh, there's been a lot of fun with that. Uh, so what Widening Kennedy New York has done is essentially you have the story. It's a two-minute-long tale of the New York Giants fan cardboard cutout that tries to find a Bud Light because he wants a real one. And the person at the, the cardboard cutout salesperson in the stadium is all out. So he actually gets up and you see his legs walk independently of one another out of this. We're not talking about it's shuffling from side to side. No, this thing is walking with bent (laughs) knees and it's really quite, it looks almost like those Boston dynamic group, like Mm -hmm. robot dogs, the way it walks. (laughs) A little bit. And so you see its tale of going outside, going, leaving the stadium, walking across the street, getting hit by a car, falling in the dirt, getting trampled over, gets into a garbage can. He eventually ends up at the apartment of the real life version of himself and is welcomed in. And as his real person has a real Bud Light, he has a cardboard one taped to his hand. Uh, It's a story of triumph, perseverance, and really just trying to find a good drink. Um, so <laughs> it's just kind of a funny change of pace. It's, it's going to be running on NFL games, uh, starting this Sunday when we're recording actually. And look, it's nothing special, but <laughs> the way it's done, the way they set it up and directed it is really well done. It really makes it feel very funny and kind of surreal. Um, but curious for you guys' thoughts. Um, you again, said the perfect the perfect piece of this uh Get used your to it, buddy. There. <laughs> yeah you're you're getting really really great at I'm that in hot. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's true like the the beauty of this is just that it's a good beer sports ad you know what i mean like it just gets us back into that like it's not profound uh, i i think i believe i had said that when we were when we were first I mean, that's a little rude like <laughs> I mean, it, it like it's, but I mean, I mean, profound in the sense like it's not trying to make a greater, you know, it's not trying to make a greater statement. It's just like they recognized yeah, the exactly. insight, or they recognized or acknowledged what's going on right now, capitalized on the 
uniqueness of the situation, the absurdity of cardboard cutouts as fans in a stadium, and then utilized that to create a story around a cardboard cutout, which in itself is interesting enough to keep you invested, you know, mm-hmm. and then tell a really emotional story. Like it's it's a pretty like triumphant journey that this cardboard cutout goes on to get a Bud Light. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm-hmm. feels it is yeah it's just a really good piece in that sense is is it recognizes the moment capitalizes on the current situation and then uses that as the basis of a story about that 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 really like you said catches your feelings it really creates an emotional impact in you and it's just weird enough to be attention grabbing and and interesting enough to keep you involved what's going to happen to this card this cardboard cutout it's it's just good. You know what I mean? It's just a good ad that you you can watch on Sunday while you're watching sports games and I miss Gives stuff you a like positive that. feeling mm-hmm. about Bud Light raises the yeah, sense. Yeah, I miss yeah. stuff like that. It's good. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. Um I mean, yeah. It's a it's a it's a cute story. Um <laughs> it reminds me of like a a toy brought to life you know, or something like that. Um, You know, I think it definitely breathes a lot of life into this cardboard cutout, Um, you know, and it's fun to just kind of sit back and watch his his journey as he travels through through the day there. And again, I'm sure this will air tens of uh, hundreds of times on uh, NFL Sundays. For the next, well, for however many more weeks, uh, you know, everything's going to be like. until we see it so many times. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But um, oh, Corona. Yeah, yeah true. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, um, I think what's interesting too is we look at a lot of these um, ads now. We look at you know the ocean spray one, even a little bit of what Kraft was cr- trying to do with the send nudes for comfort. Um, you know, people are kind of falling back on things that feel good to them. And, uh, you know, brands are really kind of capitalizing on that. Again, uh, we've talked about the Corona ads that have been everywhere. And now there's a Bad Bunny version. You know, again, it's just kind of a feel good, chill, relaxing sort of ad. And I feel like a lot of the ones that are really hitting now, um, just because there's so much craziness going on in the headlines, um, you know, our daily lives you open your news feed and it just feels crazy i think brands are really trying to let off a little bit of that pressure um it really feels like with these and especially with this bud light one too it's just kind of a whimsical nice little take takes you away for a little bit um you know and you kind of watch a fun cute story i feel like i don't know what do you guys feel like which is interesting too to your point i mean that was the whole kind of insight behind the mac and cheese one too is Mm -hmm. these are hard times and people want comfort food yeah exactly Uh, but the executions for it can vary greatly uh which is why we have the name salad because much like a great salad a lot of different types of ingredients go into making a great ad and not everyone is alike (laughs) and uh and with that, that's all I have to say for today. Profound. There's the follow us and subscribe. Finn. 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 Yeah. All right. That's well, that. Is that it? Well, yeah. Not much more to say. Cool. There, I guess. You want to add? No. I mean, I feel like compared to this one's actually pretty straightforward. You know. So. Yeah. It's just a good, good time, man. Much like this episode, we hope if you liked it, go share it with your friends. Consider 
dropping a little bit of a, a donation to us or following everything helps and check us out on social hit us up with questions if you have anything you want us to talk about or we'll just chat with you on the side tell us your thoughts and dreams and we'll we'll help you get there maybe a uh, but yeah <laughs> well i think we're gonna all all go crack open a cold one watch some football here and uh yeah we'll see you guys back here again in the next episode you want to take us out boys peace uh-huh. have an fantastic week and go vote yes please vote as you've heard from me saying in the ads that are linked on this episode <laughs> please vote <laughs> see you guys oh my gosh.